0: You know, I think that it, it, it applies to all parts of life. Um, you, you have an expectation. If you don't meet it, that's disappointment. If you do, that's happiness. If you over, you know, go over the expectation, that's happiness.
1: Uh, welcome to Spotlight, Katie King. So, thank you for coming in today. So, we're going to talk to you a lot about your career in Dubai, how you've transferred back to the UK during the pandemic, you've set up a business, and yeah, you've got lots of advice and lots of directional steer for people struggling with toxicity and choices and how to push themselves forward. So just tell us a little bit about starting a business during lockdown, how, why, what made you do it?
0: So why did I start my business during lockdown? There were a couple of reasons, first of all, I was from the hospitality industry, and as you know, the hospitality industry took a hard hit during COVID. And it was up to me: do I sit it out? I was still employed. Do I sit it out and wait, or do I pursue use this opportunity to pursue something that I've always wanted to do? So I did. I took the time. I um, didn't have any distractions. I, I and I opened the business, and I felt that there was a lot of support. There was a lot of people who would normally be sat in an office environment doing their work that were actually available to help me so I decided to do the lockdown do the business during the lockdown because I felt there's no time like now I have an opportunity use it and yeah it's been fantastic I mean it's been there have been some challenges obviously opening a business during the lockdown you know a lot of people may have assumed also in the beginning that it was a bit of a project of mine and that you know once covid finished uh, the industry opens up that i'd be back on the first flight out to the next glamorous hotel opening um i think it's actually only now people are starting to take it quite seriously (laughs) (laughs) and that you know if i go in with the same passion and uh the goals that i had when i started my career in 10 years time it's, it's going to it's going they're going to be you know Kind of regretting doubting me in the beginning. Like moving on to talking about
1: like toxicity uh, in 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 the workplace. Obviously, this is something that's highly emotive right now. You know, you've got like the banks. The banks can't even get people to go and work there anymore on a hundred and ten grand starting salary straight out of uni because not bothered. Yeah, not bothered about hundred and ten grand. They're bothered about being happy. Yeah, and the rest will follow. So you, yeah. when you worked in, um, you said you worked in a small team, mm-hmm. and there was a. A, a, a really toxic environment there. What what advice would you give to anybody that's in a toxic environment right now and how do you get out of it or how do you manage it?
0: My best advice is whatever you can do to get out of a toxic situation, do.
1: Like leave as soon as you can. Leave like as soon as you can. How important has LinkedIn been for you with starting your business?
0: Well, LinkedIn is an essential platform for my business, for Gator King & um, Not only has it got my entire network there and um, these are people who i've worked with these are people that i will work with people that will um, support me people that will recommend me all of everybody everything you need for business is basically on linkedin Um, if you need to get hold of somebody yeah you, know, you say it's the world's biggest address book and you can get hold of you can get directly access you can get direct access to people whether it's through you know in mail um you can tag people in things you can share your expertise for articles you can share documents i've honestly for all round for linkedin for my business linkedin has been essential all around and i believe it's a very underutilized tool especially people in corporate now once you become a small business owner you have your, own, especially like mine. My my business is named after me. Um, I'm an expert. I need to ensure that my status is is very clear. I need to know that when clients come to me, come to look at my LinkedIn page, they see an expert. And um, to do that, you have to do. You don't just have a picture, a list of your experience, and a, you know, and um, a quote or a recommendation you need to be proactive on it you need to be commenting on relevant articles you need to be putting your own you know your own advice your own expertise your own summaries of news stories your you need to show the world that you know what you're talking about and that's what i do now i've done a lot of that and my advice to everybody, whether you're employed or self-employed is to have utilize it to the to the maximum Upgrade it even.
1: Yeah. Right. Go premium on it. Go
0: premium. Go premium Every on it. single uh, person that looks at your profile, you should add that. Yeah, go premium on it. Because that's your network. It's not like Facebook. This is the other thing that people make a mistake on it, on LinkedIn. And I used to too. I don't know them. It's not Facebook. No, it's not.
1: It's relevance.
0: It's, it's a professional network. Yeah, it's relevance. You so know, that. you wouldn't go and join an organisation just because you knew everybody yeah, there yeah, and they yeah. were all your friends. Yeah, it, it's relevant. You You know, it's... You, you, you know, that's, that's where, and yeah, LinkedIn is essential. And I, I think you will agree it's, it's basically, it's an online marketplace.
1: Like not everyone's caught up to set, set up their own business. That's okay. a given. Yeah. Um, but everyone's like waiting for the perfect thing all of the time. Like perfect doesn't exist. Yeah. It, it really is about You sort of like seeing an opportunity and exploiting it. So how? how, 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 how do you do that? How did you do that?
0: I have a lot of experience and a highly competitive market where there aren't some in there are opportunities they are snatched up with you have to make opportunities or you have to see something that might not be relevant to you but you're going to get it yeah so you have to make it relevant to you um so i think uh, that it comes from a lot of training and experience being able to spot an opportunity um and then going about it the right way you know, usually an opportunity is attached. Somebody is presenting that as a person presenting that opportunity. Whether it's a press article, whether it's to go back and lecture at university, whether it's there's a person behind that. And deal with that person as a person and you explain to them why the opportunity be humble. You know, you can't go in there saying, Oh, I think you know this will really help my business. Please can I be part of this? Or I'd really like to get involved. You be humble, you'd be candid and, and and a quote i learned recently you will only get in life what you have the courage to ask for and that's beautiful and it's so true very rarely people are going to present opportunities to you on a platter so you have to go and get them
1: i think like you mentioned also you, you talked about over delivering in in the in that like the preliminary questions and yes. stuff and i would say that one of the reasons that this business has been successful is because the fee is the fee, but the result is the result. Now, if you get your pricing wrong, that's your mistake. Yeah, you still need to deliver because you'll lose the contract, whatever. And we have a massive emphasis on over delivering here, uh, for the value, so like. If someone, if a customer says to me, "It's amazing value for money," it's like bosh. That's literally yeah. all I want to hear. She's not going to leave. Yeah. It's as simple as that. So, like, why is over delivering important for you?
0: You know, I think that it, it applies to all parts of life. Um, you, you have an expectation. If you don't meet it, that's disappointment. If you do, that's happiness. If you over you know, go over the expectation. That's happiness, and if people in this happiness clients they're likely to come back, as and you said. you. And refer yeah. you. And it's true. I'm. I come from an environment that over delivery is standard. Yeah, yeah. It's standard. You yeah. don't go to a hotel and expect five star luxury service. You go to the hotel and you expect ultra luxury five star service. Yeah. I have a lot of that hospitality in me. I don't think it's just because I'm from hospitality. I think as a business owner, you always want to over-deliver. And it's that fine balance of not, you know, setting standards too low or too high in the first place. I set my standard standards at an industry standard, and I aim to go over that because I do want them to come back. And I know being out of the country for a long time is a funny thing about us Brits. That we'll pay. We'll pay. And we'll pay if we feel like it's value. If we think that we're getting our money's worth out of this. Even if, not about getting the money's worth, if it's quality and we'll pay for value. The minute we feel we've been taken advantage of or we didn't get value out of that, we, we feel negative about it. We feel like we've been taken advantage of. I don't ever want my clients to ever turn around and think, They didn't get value from my services that's not where i'm not what i aspire to be um so that is important that's important to me it's so important in the early days of business but what i think is really important for people to remember is that it's not just in the early days of business if you set this standard now you have to maintain it because you're just going to do the opposite later if you stop dropping your standards again, people will, they'll stop talking about you or they'll talk negatively about you. So yeah, it's so essential. And it's just me by nature. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm trying to get over the word perfectionist because there isn't such thing as perfection. And I think that people that strive too much perfection for perfection lose a lot of other things in the process. But I do like to, um, I have high standards for myself, for my employees, for my managers in the past and I also have it for my work and my delivery of my clients and, and that, that will never change.
1: Why is understanding that you're replaceable a life lesson?
0: Knowing that you're replaceable is a life lesson and the earlier you learn it the better. First of all, it's a really humbling, horrible feeling when you realise you're actually replaceable. That having, by the way, having your job as your identity, that was one big mistake because I left company. I left when I left the company, the toxic environment. Within a month, I've been headhunted and I was stepped up into a much bigger position. So it, it couldn't have been more perfect. But for that month, who was I? I wasn't the associate director for any anymore. I wasn't the manager PR manager of Jumeirah. I wasn't. En- I was just Katie. Yeah, nothing. And yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, but but that's it. That's it. That's when I. That's that was the moment I realised I'm never going to just be that employee again. I need to stand for my. I need to have an identity. I'm Katie. I love TikTok dancing. I love animals. I am an adventurer. I. You know the, the thing, There's more to me than than what is on my business card. And I think when I started doing that, life was better.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably something that you. I think that's, we definitely try to get, the, get these guys to think about that in the early stages of their career because that is really, that is super, super so important. important. Yeah, super important. What's the value of being the eternal student?
0: The value in being the eternal student, I think that, you know, if you ever stop learning, growing, how boring would life be? Like, think about it, would you get to your total capacity of everything you ever know or whatever. You stop learning about new things. You stop proactively seeking information to better yourself. And um, well, How boring would that be? The other thing is as well, being in the internship, being in the role that I'm in, social media marketing, I'm an expert. I'm a social media expert today. But if I stop learning and if I stop learning what's new, learning the techniques and tactics, I'll be a former social media expert in six months time so it's very important to me that I continue to maintain my knowledge my uh, you know it, it comes back to opportunities you get opportunities the more you know the more you can exploit the more you can get the opportunities out of things um yeah the, the, the forever I don't actually I don't, be, is that yeah because I was just it's going so hard. Hard. Yeah, so for being an eternal student, I mean, look at everything that you see, everything that goes viral online. It's all new stuff. Learning is things they usually you're learning something you didn't know, or they're showing you how to do something you didn't know. They're the ones that go viral. So if you think about the human nature, we like new things. We like to learn new things. We like to see new things. We like to do new things. And I guess it applies to me as a person. I like to keep developing my brain. I like to keep you know, I don't know it all. When it comes to learning and development, this is actually quite essential. Uh, the role I was doing before I opened my business, I was obviously um, head of department, um, running the marketing, probably the most iconic um, ship in the world after the Titanic. and. Um, You know, I had a team, I had the creative direction, the strategy and the vision, but I had a team executing it. I had digital, I had graphics. I didn't even take notes in my own meetings. I had an assistant for that. I had all of these things. So when I actually opened my own business, the reason I do what I do today, I now build websites. I do social media, I do social media, advertising. I distribute newsletters, I create graphics, I literally do graphic design. Okay, I'm a camera graphic design, but I'm a graphic designer. Yeah, of course. I do it. I, everything I did, everything I've learned to do for my business, except for the things I already knew, things like copywriting, uh, public relations, things like that, all of this technical stuff, I've learned. I've taught myself, I've upskilled in the last year to know I can make money from it, it's before, that, And I'll always be a student, you know, because, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's important.
1: So that completes this episode of Spotlight With. Don't forget to like,
0: rate and subscribe and we'll see you really soon for some more episodes.